Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on what time you're watching this. And welcome to Chatbox, the podcast where we appreciate life in all forms by hearing the tales, stories, and opinions of other people. As usual, I am your host, Kyle Guevara, and today I'm joined with, uh, by a very special guest, a assistant professor in the Department of Biology who got his PhD just recently, and more importantly, a founding member and a member of the board of directors for Communitales. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to be talking about Communitales and why we should all have pets. Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming our beloved professor, a teacher of mine actually, Sir Ronald Allen Cruz. So Ron, how are you doing? Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. <laughs> Depending <laughs> again on what time it is over at your place. I'm fine, Kyle. Thanks for asking. I hope you're doing well uh, also. It's, it's been okay. You know, school just started, so it's, it's a bit hectic, but so far so good. Yeah, it's just the third week of class, right? Coming yes, in. just the third week, exactly. And there's been a lot of changes since then, and I'm, I'll be graduating, so a bit stressful. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Very soon. But that will be a podcast topic for another time. <laughs> but I guess for yes. that, <laughs> um, actually, out of curiosity, so this, today we're going to be talking about pets. And I, I think in an interesting time now, I suppose, because some people are interested in getting pets, I've seen a lot. Um, not, not to mention, sometimes you're lying in bed and you're watching cat videos or whatnot. But I, I guess on, on more important matters, I suppose community is so the biggest interest. So you guys have been popping out around recently. So I'd, I'd like to ask, um, what, what is community is actually? Like uh, in general, I know it's a pet, uh, animal-assisted therapy, but what is community is, sir? Community is a community, essentially, that really advocates animal-assisted interventions, mm-hmm. uh, which centers around the value of uh, animal partners in mental health care mm-hmm. and wellness in all in the interest of what we call mutual healing. That's really one of the major uh, principles that drive uh, communities. By mutual healing, we mean the concept of humans and their animal partners uh, having a mutual role in helping mm-hmm. each other heal through the challenges that we both face just by living in this world. Mm-hmm. And uh, communities ever since having been founded in uh, 2014 has been advocating this and been actively practicing it also. So tell me, sir, how, how did that come about? Because usually like when people think of animal therapy, they think of service dogs. So it's as if like, um, yeah. a, a, you know, just the dog offering a service to the person. So coming this concept of mutual healing is actually quite novel and new. So how did that come about, sir? It was started by a group of people who had uh, a similar love for animals uh, mostly dogs, but also cats. And when we first met, we were talking about other ideas that revolved around saving animals from the street, like uh, being able to build a shelter for all street animals, uh, saving them from the from from the possibility of being euthanized if they stay too long from the shelter uh, on in the shelters that uh, that are everywhere around Metro Manila. Uh, and, and it was easy for us to come together, first of all, because of that shared love for animals. And second, because most of us knew each other. Most of the members of the board of directors uh, are alumni of the Ateneo de Manila University, particularly of the Department of Biology. In fact, three of the board of directors members are former students of mine. 
in the Department of Biology. So we talked about that, and then we have other partners, including a veterinarian, the current president, Dr. Rohani Sena. And this, uh, this effort, I should say, before I continue, was really spearheaded by Dr. Carla Azucena, uh, who graduated from the BS Biology Program of Ateneo in 2007, uh, then uh, got her MD and uh, MBA from the Ateneo School of Medicine and Public Health. Uh, she was our first president and one of our main founders. Unfortunately, she passed away a few years ago. Mm. Um, but we are continuing her legacy. And that's how we started, really talking about how we'll save animals. And then given that several of the members of the board of directors are medical doctors, and we even had one of our founding uh, members being a counselor, uh, we, we thought about why, why just focus on animals? We also need to talk about how they impact our lives and how they can play bigger roles in our lives. And this is something that we can emphasize in the interest of promoting the protection of these mm -hmm. animals. Because if we just say, oh, they're, they're animals, we have to love them because they're intrinsically important to the world. That might not uh, be heard by a lot of people, but if we convince them that uh, animal are our pets, our animal partners in our wellness, then it becomes much easier for them to accept that it's important to uh, protect our, our animal partners. And so we started thinking about how to uh, further work on that concept of mutual healing. And so we, some of us, particularly Dr. Asusena, uh, came up with the idea of animal-assisted interventions, which is mm -hmm. something that's been getting a surge of popularity in a lot of countries in the world, particularly the United States. But in Asia, Japan and Hong Kong uh, have been uh, seeing a lot of it popping up. Until that time, in the Philippines, we haven't really had a major program in AAI, what we call AAI. So we, we realized that there was a need for it, but there was also a niche that we could fill up. And so... We really started researching and we started training ourselves. Most of the members of the board of directors of Communities uh, got online training from Pet Partners, which is the U.S. network of uh, animal-assisted uh, intervention practitioners mm -hmm. that's widely recognized all over the world. Um, and so we really prepared ourselves well for this mission that we set upon ourselves to advocate for mutual healing in the form of animal-assisted interventions, and yeah, uh, we've we've uh, our our group has existed for the last seven years or so, and it's it's all been exciting. I'm I'm glad that you guys have been around, and I hope that you guys continue to keep doing this work. Um, Thanks. so how does <laughs> oh yeah right? How does um I suppose animal-assisted therapy uh, differ? I, I I suppose like. I get that, you know, looking, having a pet cat is great, right? Like I have a pet dog myself and I, I love being around there, but what makes animals therapy a little bit different from traditional means, I suppose? Yeah, that's a good question, Kyle, because just by, you know, you, the act of you coming home and then you being met by your dog or your cat wagging its tail is something therapeutic already for most of us, right? Yeah. Um, a, lo a lot of the research that has revolved around the, uh, the value of animals as partners in wellness have focused on the fact that animals are unconditional in their their love of you and their listening to listening to you in the sense that if you talk to an, uh, another human 
um, that other human might have preconceived notions and assumptions and would probably yeah. want to say something back when, in fact, a lot of us sometimes just want someone to listen without, you know, having to get a response. And and dogs and cats are like that. And some other animals that are useful for animal therapy, like horses and and, and some and some birds also. Um, the, the, the main difference between just having a pet, which can be therapeutic in so many different ways, of course, we're not downplaying that, Mm -hmm. And animal-assisted interventions is that animal-assisted interventions have a particular goal to them. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, even have a structure to them. Before I proceed further, I, I, I think it's very important that we make a, make a distinction between animal-assisted interventions and animal-assisted therapy. Mm -hmm. uh, animal-assisted therapy, or what we call AAT, is just one of the three types of AAI, or animal-assisted interventions. All AAI are, uh, to a certain extent, goal-oriented and planned. Mm -hmm. But AAT is that, but also it has a definite uh, uh, measurement, or it has to be measured in a particular way. It's it's success in the in the form, for example, of wellness, a better condition for the person who went through it, and. Uh, uh, the other important thing to remember about animal assisted therapy is that it has to be practiced alongside a medical health professional, mm -hmm. like a guidance counselor or a psychologist uh, with a human animal team alongside him or her. Or the psychologist or counselor himself or herself or themselves could have the pet and they'd be the human animal team. The, yeah. the animal would facilitate the, the relationship or the discussion between the counselor or the medical health professional and the the patient okay because we've we've determined that the animal can be a catalyst for conversation it's been it's been shown in a lot of studies that when there's an animal present a person might be more willing to open up to a stranger which usually a counselor is and then very quickly the animal assisted Activities, AAA, is the second type. And that's the loosest one. That's the most casual one. It's mm -hmm. also goal-oriented. The goal is usually to uplift spirits, to make people yeah. feel better. But there's no need for a measurement of achievement goal or of, of the achievement of, of those goals. Mm -hmm. uh, this A typical example of this would be bringing a dog to a children's hospital, yeah. allowing the children to play around with the dog, and then it's done for the day. Uh, there's no really therapeutic uh, goal to it. And then finally, the AAE, the third and the most, uh, probably the least pop, the least uh, known one, animal-assisted education, is when instead of uh, having mental health professionals, you have teachers, uh, practitioners in, in the academe, in teaching, that use pets or animal companions to uh, teach other uh, lessons, a, a, a very common example of this is teaching children how to read. You, it's been determined that children are much more willing to read aloud uh, when, when there's an animal present, especially if they're talking, reading to the animal instead yeah. of to someone else. So there. Uh, so it's, it's really the structure, the goal-orientedness, and sometimes the measurement of, of, of the achievement of goals that sets it apart from just having a pet at home. Oh, wow. I mean... Now that you mentioned the animal assisted education, I wish I had that as a kid because I didn't start reading until I was seven, eight. Because, oh yeah. man, 
definitely, definitely it's something that holds a lot of potential, particularly here in the Philippines, given that in Southeast Asia, Uh, or I think in even in East Asia, the Philippines is the country with the highest ratio of dogs to humans or pets to humans. Yeah, uh, we are a pet-loving country, so it's it holds a lot of potential, really. This AAI. Hopefully, that just gets expanded soon. And I, I think the one thing I'd like to uh, lean in toward and focus. I I think I love the word the use of the word partners over pets. And I I I suppose I'd love to ask your opinion on it. What what would this? Why would you? Let's say, imagine a future where you call all animals, you know, you keep at home partners instead of pets, right? Because it, it, it right, it, how, how do I say this? It's like a mutual thing, right? As you, as you mentioned earlier. How, how do you see that? Oh, we're, we're not, uh, it's not technically one of our advocacies really to, to change the lingo, uh, yeah. <laughs> to make people use partner instead of pet. Uh, we don't, we don't necessarily see that there's anything uh, intrinsically wrong with using the word pet. Yeah. Except, of course, that it has come to mean several things like uh, a very subservient type of relationship between an owner and a pet. Owner is the word that we don't usually use. Yeah. Uh, in, in, our, in our lingo, instead of saying owner and pet, we, we say uh, human and pet. Yeah. Uh, so, for example, I'm, uh, my, my, the, the name of my dog is Yuki. So in our lingo, in communities lingo, I'm Yuki's human. human. <laughs> yeah, I'm not her owner, right? That's that's yeah. that's one of the things uh, that we uh, that we uh, emphasize. But but the word the word pet is okay, uh, as long as uh, it, it, as long as you are aware of of the value of your relationship with that pet, and that's why partner is a nice word because again it emphasizes the mutual. Uh, love and the mutual affection yeah. and the mutual benefits that the two sides can get from the relationship. We know the therapeutic value, for instance, that pets have on humans. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the fact that we are caring for the pets and have and and giving them shelter and food and also, uh, it's been determined that a lot of animals actually find some sort of joy. Uh, I I don't know if we can say the word fulfillment applying to animals, yeah. but 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 joy and and Um, and some sense of uh, I I don't know up, up, being uplifted I suppose uh, or, or whatever uh, version of that can be found in the animal psyche in animals that go out and mingle with humans especially dogs dogs are really known to be people people animals eh, uh, compared to some others but uh, again it's not only dogs cats also of course are very uh, popular animals for aai in the united states llamas and horses are also llamas. very common yeah uh, that, man if only we had llamas here but you know what we already have a lot of dogs <laughs> and i'm quite happy with our dogs actually um speaking of which you've gone through seven years of this right and you, you've seen a lot of this work firsthand do you have any stories like 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 first stories that come to mind when when you go on these on this like long journey of yours, stories about animal assisted intervention. One of our major early partners uh, was uh, the guidance office, the mm-hmm. office of guidance and counseling of the Loyola Schools Ateneo, which I, of course makes sense given that most of us in the BOD are Ateneo alumni. So yeah. we found it easy to coordinate with the guidance office of Ateneo, and you know this. Uh, The listeners who have been in Ateneo for quite some time know this, 
that the OGC is uh, or, or pioneered, OGC and community has pioneered this type of system in Philippine universities where you have dogs in the campus uh, as, as therapy animals. Uh, this was virtually unheard of in universities until Ateneo tried it out with community health and OGC. And mm. uh, people know the name Bubu, for example, uh, because he was the first therapy animal in Ateneo. And, and the university is continuing this practice. Um, so that was a milestone, definitely, yeah. for a long while. Of course, during the pandemic, uh, we haven't been able to really experience this. But uh, for quite some time, it was a regular occurrence where you would see Bubu and the other dogs walking around in the campus and being followed by a crowd of students and even faculty members, right? Yeah. And then eventually, we, we had partnerships also with uh, Assumption College in Antipolo mm -hmm. um, and several other schools and also companies. The HR would contact us and we'd bring the pets to, uh, uh, to, the, to the companies. Yeah. Uh, courtesy of our very, very hardworking and passionate human-animal teams. That's what we call the, the human and animal partner that we have, of which we have quite a good number now, that go out uh, to these companies and schools and other places. And um, perhaps it's, it's worthwhile to mention that one of the things we've always wanted to do, which is something that we're already going into, is eventually bringing... Uh, the AAI to hospitals yeah. uh, uh, and the, the really, you know, the, the, the interesting uh, thing, which is bittersweet also, is the first time this happened was uh, when Dr. Astusena, our, our late founder, was uh, in the hospital and this was a few days before she passed, uh, when that, uh, the medical city in Ortigas, allowed for the first time a dog, Bubu, her dog, to visit her in the hospital. And that was the first instance of a dog being in the hospital for a therapeutic, I mean, uh, yeah, that, that, that particular function. And uh, this is something that we'd like to see continue, even if it started with a bittersweet moment with Dr. Azucena. That's a very, I'm sorry, that was a very heavy milestone, actually. Very bittersweet, I mean... Oh. And so now, now that you guys are, have been able to set your roots and you're trying to expand, how has COVID affected like operations, I suppose, for community health? Because th that's where things kind of get weird. Yeah, it, it has definitely significantly affected our operations um, because the thing is, we, our activities really center around physical contact. That's actually one of the main principles to... Um, to our AAI, a big part of it is the physical contact. Or even if it's not physical, even if there's no touch, at least you you being in the same room yeah. as the animal, as the human-animal team. So we've had to reimagine our processes. Uh, we are looking at online AAA and AAT. Uh, we haven't quite gone into it yet, but it is something that we are looking forward to. Uh, but for the past few months, ever since the lockdown started, what we've really been focusing on has been enhancement of the training of our existing hats and recruiting new hats through our training workshops, which are available mm -hmm. online on Canvas, just like our classes in Ateneo. Yeah. Uh, 
and also offering seminars and talks. Uh, on Facebook, we have this semi-regular thing called FYI or for your information, you are <laughs> the buns. <laughs> yes, of course. We like playing around with those. Um, where we inform uh, audiences about uh, interesting th- topics related not only to pets and AAI, but also to animals in general. For example, one of the FYI sessions that uh, I gave uh, as the speaker revolved around uh, wildlife trade. Because it's something that does touch on, of course, the relationship between animals and humans, particularly in the context of public health, zoonotic diseases, and are being being stewards of the environment also. Uh, Yeah, the wildlife trade has really just changed a lot of things. But I'm glad that um, the community has been able to transition to the online setting. Not quite the same, but, you know, it's something given all the circumstance. And so... I suppose that's a pandemic is over. We get the vaccines. Fantastic. Where, where do you see community else going within the next, let's say, 10, 15 years? 10 to 15 years. Of course, we're, well, we, we would like to expand further right now. Of course, we're limited to, I mean, pre-pandemic, we were limited to Metro Manila, essentially, uh, with a few sometimes field, uh, field work in, in Batangas. We had gone as far as Batangas once. Mm-hmm. But of course, we, we would like to, we envision ourselves expanding uh, to the different islands of the Philippines. Uh, a, big, uh, a key to that uh, level of success would be having hats all over the Philippines uh, who are not just Manila-based because practically all of our hats right now are based in Luzon, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in the Metro Manila area. Um, we also would like to be the leading provider of AA. Well, we actually currently we are um, the the primary provider of AAI uh, in this particular type of, of 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 I mean this particular type of AAI, uh, which is backed by training and education uh, in the in the principles of AAI as 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 practiced by pet partners, which again is the worldwide accredited mm-hmm. organization for this. Uh, but we also would like to eventually get to the future that we began with. Uh, remember I said a while ago that we started our group with the hope, with the dream of being able to build a shelter mm-hmm. for all abandoned animals and all street animals. Yeah, I think that's something that we still hope we can do, especially because there's also potential to former street animals or abandoned animals to be rehabilitated and become therapy animals also. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that day will come and I'm sure I'm certain it will. Um, unfortunately, that we have a little bit of limited time and so I'd, I'd love to ask actually a, a parting lesson. So two questions actually. Um, for one, I've had three friends ask me, I don't know why, three friends. So they were, they were like, how do you convince your parents to get you a pet? Because obviously, you know what I mean? They they see it as a big responsibility. It might be exhausting, but they're, they're not quite um, opening up to the idea of an, a pet animal. What, 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 would, what would you tell those parents? Or what did you have the child say to their parents? I know, weird question to say, but you know, it does, no, it does happen. It's, it's not. It's not. It, I mean, I perfectly understand the, the, the question, the concern. Now, before you even try to convince your parents, you have to make sure that you will be a responsible pet human. Okay, because that's the it's it's one of the worst things that and we've been seeing this a lot. Yeah. 
uh, over the last few years. Uh, for example, because of the popularity of Game of Thrones, uh, a lot of people started buying um, Siberian Huskies mm -hmm. because they wanted to get uh, someone uh, a dog that looks like a wolf. Yeah. Or a dire wolf, for that matter. Looks like ghost, for example. Uh, but then they realized that they actually couldn't take care of the dogs. So there was a spike in incidents of... There was a spike in both the sales of Siberian Huskies, but yeah. also in the incidents of Huskies being returned or abandoned, uh, which is one of the worst things you can do. You buy a pet, you can't take care of it, you abandon it. The pet suffers because it doesn't yeah. have a home. Uh, and, uh, and shelters start filling up and it becomes harder to get all of them adopted and we we all know what happens when a dog isn't adopted yeah right uh, yeah <laughs> um so responsible pet ownership is very very important so even before you convince your parents you have to make sure that you commit over the long haul mm -hmm. that you will not abandon that animal you will keep that animal and take care of that animal and love that animal until the animal you know, passes, uh, yeah. which of course is a very short amount of time. Their 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 lifespan is very short compared to ours. So it has to be really treasured. Uh, if you are sure about that, and you and you are sure that despite your busy schedule, for example, as a student, especially when on campus classes begin and we mm -hmm. were out of the house more often, you have to be able to con uh, to, con to make sure. Uh, promise to yourself and to your parents that you will be able to feed the dog when you need to, or the pet, I should say, the animal, or and bathe the animal when you need to. Pay attention mm -hmm. to the animal. It's not only the feeding and the bathing. Yeah. You have to pay attention uh, and, and play around with the animal also. And that you take care of his mess, his or her mess, because animals can be messy. Yeah. Uh, uh, even if trained, uh, but of course the training lessens that. But you'd have to look after that also. And yeah, really, the the only way you can convince your parents is if you are able to convince them that you are going to be a responsible pet owner, and that should start with a promise to yourself that you will be. All right. And so, uh, last question. I think now this is for pet owners in general because seeing that, mm -hmm. um, I think the partner topic still really stuck to me. So. For all pet owners out there, because there, there are plenty of us in the Philippines, right? What's, what's one thing we can do now, right? Just to, to better like love our animals or take care of them, so to speak, because our animals offer us a lot. And so what can we do to be better pet owners? One thing. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. you have to be mindful of them. You have to uh, not ignore them, of course. Uh, you have to be watchful for signs of stress or anxiety. Um, in in the behavior of your animal uh, at home, mm -hmm. um, and you know, take this opportunity that we are in. One of the one of the silver linings to the pandemic, if there are such things, is that we are spending much more time at home. Meaning, we're spending much more time with pets. I think at the beginning of the lockdown in March, for the first few weeks or even months of that, our pets were probably so confused yeah. as to why we were spending so much time at home when previously they barely see us during the day, right? So now they've grown accustomed to it. Think about going back to campus classes in the next few months. Then they'd have to adjust again to you being gone. Uh, so, so take this opportunity to really form a bond and to take care 
of your pets because it won't last forever, especially again because of the short, you know, lifespan of our of our animal companion. So yeah, be very watchful and mindful of how they are. That's really that's really my best best um, best advice. And be ready with, you know, be ready with medical healthcare. Have a have a vet ready uh, by now. Well, you should you should of course have a vet ready for your animal just in case something happens. All right. So last thing, um, just so for those for the audience interested, either inquiring on the services or maybe on the seminars for Communitales, how can we reach out to Communitales? So Communitales has a Facebook page. Uh, I, I suppose that uh, it will come out at the bottom. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll put it, <laughs> right? we'll edit it on the screen. Don't worry. <laughs> the link, yeah. Um, we also have seminars. We will announce those seminars, or we announce those seminars in our Facebook page. Um, and we will have a website soon. We're currently fixing it. We've had one, but we're currently renovating that website. So eventually it will be up. And um, yeah, we'll probably be more available or we'll probably have a greater uh, presence in social media very soon. But for now, it's the Facebook page, actually, that right. we have. Thank you so much for that. So unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for Saran. Um, thank you so much for coming to speak with us about Community Tales. Thank you also for inviting me. So ladies and gentlemen, that is Chatbox and we're signing off. Please do take care of your pets and stay safe in the pandemic.